Change the trend yeah. of people's sure. connection with music. What's that on your back? Is that a guitar? Like, oh yeah, I love the beats. Oh, I love the yeah. instrument. That's what I need to cling mm-hmm. to or relate yes. to or regulate Effortless myself. Looks to. like effortlessly <laughs> just playing music, having fun mm-hmm. with people. I dreamed I held you. Welcome to Generous Talk, an intercultural conversation on music, health, and lifestyle. Enjoy! Hi everyone, this is Xinyu, and uh, today I'm going to welcome Eliana, right? Yep. She's in Washington, D.C. in the U.S. And uh, she's a board-certified music therapist with a passion to work with children and teenagers. Currently, she's focusing on like the mental health of children and teenagers and working with them with a variety of different goals uh, and challenges they have. And I'm very excited to have you today uh, to hear your experience uh, as a fellow music therapist. So uh, would you like to introduce uh, yourself in addition to the ones I've shared with the audience? Sure, Uh, thank you so much for having me. So um, as you said, I am Ileana. I am a board certified music therapist. I am going on, this is my almost five years. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was certified in August of 2017. Wow, and nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we all remember that time. <laughs> I wasn't counting down or anything. What are you talking about? Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, I have to make sure I update all of my uh, my recertification stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Every five years. <laughs> yep, exactly. We're there. I, I hit. I hit the mark. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I primarily work uh, in the in a mental health setting with kids and teens ages 7 to 17. And there are three different units that we have at the facility. One is an acute unit. So uh, average length of stay is seven to 10 days. Mm -hmm. And that's more of just crisis stabilization. So after they've gone through some sort of, you know, uh, experience that brings them to us, they stay with us for, you know, about seven to 10 days, they get stabilized on medications. Uh, We try to give them coping skills where they're with us and then they go back home. The residential treatment center has an average stay of maybe six to nine, but it can go up to 12 months. So they live with us. Yeah. Long-term, very long-term in some cases. Uh And that's more, uh, it's a little more behavioral than psychological issues typically. And that's really kind of like stabilization of behaviors over a long period of time. Uh So they have to kind of earn their way out which is a really weird way of saying it, but you know, they have to make prove that they can like maintain stability in their own lives with the structure that we provide them for a certain length of time before they are allowed to go back home or wherever it is that they're going to be discharged to. And the partial hospitalization program, which is just a day program. So just a therapeutic day program, um, kids, they tend to be a little bit older 
they accept anywhere from 11 to 17. Usually they will just come throughout the day. So instead of going to school, they'll come to us and then they get to go home at the end of the day. And that's more of like, they're not quite needing to be in an acute setting, but they're also not quite feeling stable enough to go to school or go about their daily lives. So they come with us just for the day. Mm -hmm. So how, how usually those kids, you know, referred to, to those programs? So if they're pretty, it will pretty much always start with acute to be able to go, to be referred to acute. Um, you are almost always coming either from the emergency room mm-hmm. or from the police. And the emergency room is usually um, a kid revealed to their school counselor or to their parents that they were feeling suicidal. Mm-hmm. Um, the counselor said, you know what, this kid isn't safe. They've got to go to the ER. So they go to the emergency room and then from there, from the emergency room, they, you know, they don't tend to want to keep them there. That's really not a proper like setting for them to kind Mm -hmm. of navigate that. So from the emergency room, they will then refer them to us and that's Mm -hmm. how we will accept Mm -hmm. them to acute. Now on the police side of things, that will typically be kids that have had some sort of outburst of aggression Mm -hmm. that might be towards family members that might be in a different setting, like a group home setting. Or it may be they ran away from home and were aggressive towards police and they will refer to us for the aggressive side of their behaviors Um, Mm because they are the the what keeps you in acute or what brings you to acute is you are a danger to yourself or you are a danger to others. Mm -hmm. So you have to meet one of those requirements for those criteria for to be able to stay on an acute uh, Mm -hmm. inpatient setting. Mm -hmm. Now, how they get referred to PHP, the day program or residential actually is usually from an acute setting. Mm-hmm. So acute with the kids that, you know, that tend to be okay enough mm-hmm. when we, uh, when we are ready to discharge them, we may, re- we may refer them to P- to our own PHP or to another one. If one is closer to where they live, cause we take them from pretty far away. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they're still kind of struggling, but we're noticing that it's like a long time struggle, maybe it's their fourth or fifth time in a short uh, period of time in an acute right, setting, right. then instead we might say, you know what, you may need residential. You may need something longer term to really keep you, keep you stable for that longer amount of time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So are there like uh, uh, kids that, so so like the acute is only a week or so, right? Or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I can imagine for some kids if they uh, are having those behavior issue, like seven days is really not enough to exactly. help them to solve the problem. Exactly. There is, there's always, not always, but there, the most frustrating disconnect that can happen is when we, especially when we get like maybe like a little aggressive kid, because you know, maybe mm-hmm. a seven or eight year old that's suddenly is really aggressive at home. Mm-hmm. Mom can't keep up, can't keep up. Mm-hmm. They'll come to acute, and the parents will kind of expect, oh yeah, so they go there. You wave your wave your magic wand, and then my kid will come out, per- perfect little angel. <laughs> no, we are there to stabilize your kid so that maybe they'll stop trying to punch you. Oh. But that's like that's not how it works, right? Yeah. When we discharge, we like there's a whole list of criteria that they have to have set in place before they're even allowed to discharge. So our discharge planner makes sure that the parents have 
an appointment with psychiatry, possibly mm-hmm. in-home intensive therapy, possibly, mm-hmm. you know, other appointments all lined up with their, with their primary care provider, mm-hmm. all lined up before we even let them go home so that we can tell, show them like, Hey, we got your kid good enough. Mm-hmm. Now they have to be home to really do the work beyond that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause yeah, that's, that's, it's super frustrating. We get parents that are like, Oh, why is my kid the same? <laughs> well, your, your kid is um, still your kid. Yeah, that would be why. <laughs> it's those years of. It's probably also you know, uh, when child has behavioral issues, it's usually the system that they are in. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they can expect that if they don't change the system they're in, and exactly. expect the kids to change. At all. Exactly. So I can imagine it's pretty like. Intense. I try to meet. I help them to meet that criteria to discharge within like seven days, if that's right. There's it can be. It it really it really depends on who who it is. So with the so it really is kind of like we don't split them up at all. But it really is kind of like are they more on the suicidal or self injurious Mm -hmm. behavior end of things, or are they more on the aggressive, possibly homicidal end of things? The suicidal ones tend to be much more straightforward in that it's kind of like, you know what, are you currently on meds? If you're not, let's get you on some. If you were, let's maybe adjust the levels and see why it's not working anymore and why you're just feeling like this is just unbearable at this point. Mm -hmm. And in addition to like, maybe let's also give you some like extra coping skills that you may not have tried before or that you have, but don't really understand how to use better for yourself. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's usually pretty straightforward in getting them kind of in and out, if you will. Um, With the aggressive cases, it can really go either way, especially when, if they tend to be aggressive just at home or just towards a certain family member, and then they come to us and then they're fine. (laughs) What that comes down to is, okay, well, you all need intensive family therapy. Yes. yes. That's not something that we can really fix while your kid isn't at home. Mm -hmm. So that's Mm -hmm. how that kind of like can kind of get a little complicated. And there, of course, there are the more aggressive kids that are just aggressive at everything Yeah, for whatever reason. Um, Those are the ones where, yeah, they might, they might take a little bit longer, especially because we then need to find placement for them. Mm -hmm. So they can take a little longer. Mm Mm-hmm. You mean find place for them in other program, the the residential, Sometimes. Or the, the daytime. Yeah. If our if our residential can't take them for whatever reason, like if we're full, um, or if we just don't have, we aren't the right placement for them. We it may be up to us to, or especially if they're um like in if they're in, hmm, that's an abbreviation that I don't want to use. If they're in uh social uh, DSS custody, if they're uh custody of the state, basically. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, then it's, it can be up to us instead of them to find like, okay, well, this pl- would this pl- placement be appropriate, this placement, this placement, and that can take time too. I so see. we will have some kids that kind of slip through the cracks and take a lot longer, mm-hmm. not because they necessarily need to stay with us, but, but because we don't have a secure place for them to go next mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. So you're their parents, basically. Kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, so what do you do as a therapist in that acute setting? For this? So I primarily work in groups um, and I see, so I, I see, so each, so there are, okay. The entire acute unit is 32 uh, patients right now. And each of them, it's, they're all spread out across four different day rooms. So like, you mm-hmm. know, like classrooms. 
and there's eight in each room. And, you know, at a designated time, I will tend, I will go into one of the rooms, uh, have a group for, you know, about 50 minutes and then, you know, leave. So the work that I do is very much single section, single session structured, Mm -hmm. but that is more because, you know, there could be two kids in that room that just got there. There might be three kids in that room that are discharging tomorrow. So it's more because of like the space. Yeah. The space itself could be, I, I might see one kid four times before they discharge just because like, maybe he was in this room this day, this room, this day, I see this room this day. Like, it could have just been all sorts of things. So I might see one kid four times. I might see one other kid once just because of how and when, like it's all so fluid with the discharges uh-huh. and admissions. Uh-huh. So, but I work primarily in groups and I pretty much go in and, you know, I introduce myself. I introduce that, you know, I, I'm, we do music therapy together and often there will be questions like, what's that? Does that mean we're playing instruments? Are we going to sing? What are we actually going to do though? And I'm just like, can you just... just one second. Just wait. <laughs> Let me speak. <laughs> so as soon as you walk into a room. Oh, yeah. Like... Just bombarded immediately. <laughs> well, because then we'll have the kids that have been there for, you know, at, towards the end of their stay. Oh, it's music group. Oh, music is my favorite. You're going to love music. Okay, but what happens in music? It's just immediate. Immediate. They, they start to act out themselves. Like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, immediately. It's like, okay. No. Oh, shit. What's that on your back? Is that a guitar? Yes, it's a guitar. <laughs> Please just just let me speak. <laughs> but a lot of what I do is in the realm of um, teaching coping skills, honing their coping skills, mm-hmm. or sometimes kind of we're, we're more in just kind of like a distraction sort of area of just like, you know what, like this room is clearly struggling. Like if I walk into a room where like the whole room is the suicidal bunch uh, and they're all just really sad yeah. and just kind of like... Right flat affect all over the place. I just, yeah. Hey, do you guys want to play a game? You know? And by the end of it, they're all laughing. They're all, um, there's, there's group cohesion. They're all get like speaking to each other. They're all kind mm-hmm. of like more engaged. Mm-hmm. So, so sometimes it's just kind of that. And in other cases, it might be, um, kind of more like actually using music as, you know, Hey, if you use music right now in your life, how, and then kind of more discussion sort of things like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you find? I usually, you know, for these kids, like how they're already using music in their life. Oh, it's it's amazing because they, um, you know, there's plenty of studies that we have that the average person probably listens to about 12 <laughs> hours of music a week, right? But kids and teens, more, it doubles easily with them. So it's really great to see that a lot of them already are, you know, constantly sometimes listening mm. to music, but. What, what I love is the moments of just like, oh, wait, but I can do it for this. Oh, I can use it for that too. Oh, I don't, li- I don't like it for that. Where they start to realize like they can actually be more purposeful than, oh, it's in the background and it's entertainment. Right. Or just open Spotify, like live exactly. stream and let the, exactly. let the algorithm, re- I think like just let mm-hmm. the algorithm just recommend whatever music they listen to, right? That's probably... Yes, that has that has been incredible to watch, honestly, because, you know, I started five years ago, which doesn't feel like that long. But at the beginning of me starting, Mm -hmm. I never had that. I never had the like, oh, yeah, I just let whatever Spotify like that wasn't a thing yet. Yeah. But now I'll have kids. Oh, yeah, I have a whole Spotify playlist. What's on it? Oh, I don't know. Spotify made it. (laughs) And it's so fascinating that like you don't know what's on the playlist. (laughs) 
all because the algorithm made it for you. <laughs> sure. Okay. I hadn't, I would have never told you that could happen five years ago. You know? Oh, the algorithm determining what I listen. <laughs> exactly. My, my favorite comment that they'll give me is, oh, I don't know what it's called. And I don't know who it's by. But I can tell you what the album art looks like. What? Yeah, because I, I see it on I see it on the thumbnail on Spotify. I have absolutely had to try to identify a song based on well, the album art looks like this. Okay, let's go find it. Let's go. Let's go search. Uh, right? How to search that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maybe they yeah. just pull up their phone, like scroll, scroll, scroll. Well, that's the them. thing. So no, they, none of on a cute, they can have. They have nothing. Oh, they can't yeah. have their phones or anything. PHP, the the day program, they can. Mm. Um, they're they're not supposed to have their phones, but sometimes if something will come up where they're just like, I just this one song, can I can I please just go grab my yes, go grab your phone and look it up and. Come <laughs> but uh, yeah, especially on a cute, they'll be like, oh, if I had my phone, I could look at my Spotify. Right. Well. <laughs> That's, yeah, I think we are on the front line. Like, me, as music therapists, we're on the front line to see the change in the trend yeah, of people's sure. connection with music and, mm -hmm. and see those big influence of those technology. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What, I'm curious, like, what do you think, like, this influence is playing in a, like, what, what kind of impact? It has like just compared five years ago. I think five years ago, people were like, "Oh, I need to pick the song, right?" Yeah, and... it, was, it was more. It was it was it was still more handpicked. I had to kind of do the digging. I was the one finding it all for me. Yeah. Whereas now, it's much more of like, "Oh, I can just tell tell that to do it for me. I can make yeah. the app do it. Like I don't need to do that." Uh -huh. And I think that there's a level of depersonalization with it because you mm. didn't handpick it. So you're not going to know. You might not remember who is it by. What is it even called? Because you didn't pick it out for yourself. Like what you said is so interesting because all those algorithms, they're like, yeah, we are personalizing the <laughs> yeah. music. We're yeah. making music more personalized because we dig into it. We know what you might mm -hmm. like, but actually it's depersonalizing. I, yeah, I, I think that's what I'm finding is that, you know, they don't they don't have the same relationship as the kids did five years ago mm -hmm. with their music. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, you know, let alone us. Right. You know, like if you go back to when I was their age, like, you know, I had the uh, CD booklet and I had to know, all right, it's on this next CD. I promise it's oh, it's this one. OK, <laughs> number 10. <laughs> it's track number. Oh, that track is broken. Track number set. Like, you know, like. We had a whole other <laughs> way of having to make sure we knew our music. And then I that. think that it, it's physical, it's tangible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you have to decide which one to buy on. Or like, I think if you go to yeah. the, the mm -hmm. store and you have to decide, okay, do I really want this one? Like, okay, I'll, mm -hmm. if I have to pick one one of these two, right? This, there's so many like emotional processing yeah, to say there. Exactly. Um, you're, you're you're we were like much more involved yeah I, on an emotional level you know just just on an investment level yeah, also you know but now like the algorithm gets to do it for you you don't, you don't have to think which you know could for some people could be great and it's an it's a load off mm -hmm. but also when you don't have the algorithm or don't have that playlist anymore because you're in a hospital where does it leave you yeah 
also it's become so unconscious.、Mm-hmm. Like, um, because I believe in awareness. Like when, as a human being, especially, you know,、mm-hmm. the most important difference we have. Um, us and animals, like we can do things consciously rather than everything just slips through unconscious, like automatic. But I see the the algorithm Spotify, like, yeah, it's, it's doing this with music. Wow,、mm-hmm. I didn't think about that way、uh, before <laughs> our conversation today. Like it's actually depersonalizing. Hmm. I mean, I think it's great for you know casual use. But yeah, I, if, I, it's if, been very interesting、mm-hmm. to see that, like, wait, you don't actually know what you're listening to, as well as I did, or as the kids five years ago did. Uh huh. Uh-huh. You know. Uh huh. So when you start to, uh, then now they're boom, they're in music therapy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And when you start to introduce different way of actually engage through music. To achieve like different goals, and、mm-hmm. uh, I know you you said there are those reactions like oh I can do this oh I can do that. Can、yeah. you elaborate a bit more like if something like really like、uh, surprising for the the kids you work with? Yeah, so I mean just like just on a basic level, especially if it's a group where a lot of kids are new to me because they haven't seen me yet,、uh-huh. um, I might be like hey like let's just put together a themed playlist, and they very quickly be like okay let's let's listen to rap. No, it cannot <laughs> be a genre. Why can't it be a genre? Because not everybody in this room will necessarily listen to that genre. It has to be a theme, an actual theme. And I've made everything from like, sure, I'll make. I've made happy playlists. I've made made some sad playlists. But then I've even had some.、Uh, I will. Oh, we want to make a workout playlist. Okay,、uh-huh. sure, let's make a workout playlist. Yeah.、Um, I had a playlist for the first songs we're gonna hear when we get out. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, let's go. What are they? <laughs> You know, and actually, the the most、uh, recent one that I got to do、um, was was on the partial hospitalization unit,、uh-huh. and we created a playlist specifically for when you go on a walk, and why this one was so meaningful was because we then took that like I threw it on my phone very quickly. We took that playlist and went on a walk with it because I, I, it's a day program, so we、okay. have we have the the area, we have the space, we have, we have like a little back road that、That's、we、great. you know. Went up and back down,、uh-huh. and I had them all. As we were walking, I would have them all vote. Hey, would you put this on your playlist? And they would raise their hands and keep walking, or they would not and be like, "No, I can't, I can't, I don't want to walk to this ever again." Okay, well now you know. And so many of them were like, "I would have never picked this, but oh my god, I really like that." <laughs> There you go. You learned some new songs to go on a walk, right? You know. So you made a a tentative playlist and you just、yep. play it, try it out, and decide what to.、Mm-hmm. And maybe you make some suggestions publicly. Also, you you probably also make some recommendations. I don't tend when when they're that engaged. I don't tend to. <laughs> I, if if there's a if there's a song where I'm just like, are you sure that fits the vibe? That's as much <laughs> as I might say.、Um, especially because the other kids, when it comes up, will be like. No, this is. But if if I have a kid that has put a song on the list like as a joke or、mm-hmm. like you know to try to get a, get a reaction out of mm-hmm, me in particular, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's usually the rest of the group that's like, "How does it fit? What are you doing?" <laughs> And I don't have to say anything. <laughs> Which is definitely like one of the beauties of group work. Yes, that you would never get with an individual, right? Like、yes. the group. Like 
I don't necessarily have to call the group out when one or two of them are like trying to act out to get my attention because the rest of the group is going to call you out. (laughs) I don't have to say anything. I love group work. Yeah, everybody, everybody become every member in the group becomes a resource to each other. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. not just me there mm-hmm. to probably. It's, yeah, it's, it's not just all pulling from me. Yeah, yeah, and there's so many more we can do with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like now I'm imagining like a group of you're a guiding group of kids like walking to the. Yeah. Uh, music. So, what are other? I guess like what are other staff member? I can imagine there are probably nurses, doctors, mm-hmm. uh, psychologists, yeah. social worker. Any any. Yep. The else? whole the whole thing. There's yeah. um. Yeah. Like the ones that are with them all day long, we call um like mental health technicians. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the ones that kind of just are in the room with them all mm-hmm. the time. So techs mm-hmm. are always there with us. But yeah, there's I've I've worked with nurses, um, therapists, the psychiatrists, yeah, all sorts of people. Mm-hmm. What's their reaction to that? <laughs> For the most part, they all react positively. It's more of when I have to explain what we're doing that it's kind of like, okay, can I explain this to you not in the middle of my <laughs> Oh, okay. They- they Sometimes ask- they'll be like, oh, wait, really? You can do that? For- yes. Can we focus over there? Though? <laughs> <laughs> so like uh, when we did the the walk playlist, they the staff loved it. They were like, that's actually really smart. I never would have thought of like making them do it, but then immediately testing it out. I was like, you mm-hmm. know, it's a great way to like really put it into practice. Yes. yes. Um, but if I have a group maybe on a cute where maybe we're doing group singing, which is another one of their favorites, I make little booklets um, of songs, mm-hmm. usually mm-hmm. about like 20 songs in them. Um, I pass them out and I make it very clear. You all do not have to sing. I have to sing, but you all at the very least, like look through the book, pick songs and look at the lyrics. You can sing if you want to. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll have, you know, a group that is particularly into singing and they're all like really getting into it. And maybe like the nurse practitioner will come in to grab a kid to, to um, like, you know, to see them for a meeting. Um, the MP might come in and be like, Oh, wait, can I sing too? And I'm just like, yeah, sure. Just don't interrupt my group. <laughs> By all means. Or, you know, we'll have the kids, be like, but my song is on. Why, why are you taking me right now? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they like it. My bad. <laughs> but yeah, no, for the most part, they're, they're the rest of the staff are really receptive to it. And kind of they, they see that, it you know, it really makes a difference for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, what are the questions they may ask? They try to fool you. <laughs> Um, I will have staff that try to participate. And yeah. sometimes that's helpful in getting like a particularly low energy group out mm-hmm. of their shells. Mm-hmm. But if it's a group that was already very happy participating on their own and I have staff jumping in, I'm just kind of like, this group is for them, not for you. <laughs> please stop. I know you're excited to answer my trivia question, but please stop. <laughs> oh. How do you handle that? <laughs> it depends. Sometimes I will just straight up be like, hey, like I need we need to be focused there. Hey, here, focus. Children, the, the kids that you're that are in your care right now. Yeah, please. Thank you. Um and sometimes even the kids are like, hey, we're we're supposed to be doing this. <laughs> Again, sometimes I just have the benefit of the group will call them out for me. It's beautiful. And uh especially like I think teenager. Right. Oh yeah. 
they have no issues with calling you out to your face none whatsoever and even like they might not even realize that like that they're necessarily being rude they just want to call you out (laughs) i see it i just say it (laughs) some of them just have no filter and they say it and then realize afterwards oh i that was that was me yeah it was a little mean but it also was a little true so <laughs> oh so yeah well that's beautiful um <laughs> and uh, i think we we went from the you know the kids in the acute mm-hmm. and we understand like, how they refer and then some of them maybe refer to residential maybe day program and <laughs> from the acute and are like what are other referral way for children to join uh the day program or residential oh for the day program sometimes they will um will get referrals from like the school counselors um mm-hmm. having kids in school during the school year is always a really big time for referrals just because there are so many more people in that kid's life that can like see something wrong and possibly refer them to extra help Mm. um so you know school counselors trusted teachers mm-hmm. um sometimes they'll even just reach out for the you know f- for the kid or for the parents and be like hey i've got this kid this is kind of where they're at and then we will have them come to acute for what's called a level of care mm-hmm. um assessment so that's where we'll assess like okay like are you at the level of you need to be in an acute setting no but you might fit for um for the day program instead mm-hmm. uh, for residential that's mostly from acutes or from hospitals the one time otherwise might be a kid had to be discharged from acute because they no longer met criteria to be there but their parents had already put in a refer- like a referral mm-hmm. for their own kid so the kid is at home but they're just on the waiting list to be able to be accepted but so we got it from the parents but those tend to be the most common and you know there's always going to be stuff from the state um for kids mm-hmm. that are in state custody and things of that nature or like a group home sometimes too mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so if a if a kid um they're in school and they refer to day program so this means like they stop going to school instead of going mm-hmm. to the day program okay often when they first start in the day program they'll be with us monday to friday and then they'll start kind of like tapering off. So maybe they'll mm-hmm. only come to us Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and they'll go mm-hmm. to school Tuesday, Thursday. And then maybe mm-hmm. they'll only come to us Monday, Friday, and the middle of the week, they're going all to school. Mm-hmm. Um, so they tend to like kind of like lessen the days that they're with us over time. Mm-hmm. So what, how do you work with them in the, in the day program? What, what would be different? With them, I still definitely kind of do more single session, but I can at least like, give them more of a chance, like more of a choice. So mm-hmm. I walk onto a cute and I'm usually like, Hey, there are two options today. Is this or this? Like, mm-hmm. cause I, I love, I love giving agency. I rarely try to walk in and say like, we're doing this today. Let's go. Cause you know, if it's not like, I want to give them an opportunity. You're, you're to in choose. a psych hospital. Yeah. I want ha- to give you one sense of agency in your day, right, right? you know? So I usually let them pick between two options of what do we want to do today? Mm-hmm. Um, on PHP, I actually tend to do a lot of the same but because they tend to, especially the longer they're there and the longer they're with me, they tend to know like, oh, wait, we could do this, 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 this. Hey, do you have this today? <laughs> you guys know I do. Yes, we can. You have to make it a special request. That's all. Uh-huh. Um, but especially because they're still working on like 
learning their learning and using their coping skills Mm -hmm. um i still kind of work a lot in the same ways with them Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm um can you share a bit more detail like how exactly you work uh use music right to help them Mm -hmm. to gain coping skill yeah so um the one we've talked about was the the playlist one so that's a receptive way of um using music Mm-hmm. Um, where we're li- we put some sort of music together and then we listen to it together and we yep. discuss it together, mm-hmm. right? Um, other things that I like doing are like the like the group singing. So singing um, just for yourself has been really um, has been proven to be like really beneficial uh, in you know like lowering your heart rate and just kind of like helping ground yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. But singing, let alone with others, is even mm-hmm. more beneficial. Yeah, where you kind of get that sense of connection and like you know, like a group, a group togetherness, um, in addition to the health benefits that you already have from singing on your own. So we'll do a lot of that too. And then another top favorite, cause you know, I am, I still work with kids and teens, right? So yeah. other top favorites that I have are, I've got a whole set of music games that Ooh. I will use. And, um, the games that I have for, I'm trying to like, not go through my whole thing with you like I would with a group. <laughs> um, but I have four different games that I usually keep on hand all the time. One of them is called Verse. And it's just a bunch of like category cards that seem like total nonsense words, right? You might pull five cards and they might be um, strawberry, uh, mug, marker, mm-hmm. peanut, uh, tailor. Mm-hmm. Five completely random things. And then they have to write something with mm. the five words that they pull. So they have to improvise something mm-hmm. um, and they can do it together. They can put together like a whole story with the kids that are sitting around them, or they have to write something all by themselves and be able to like recite it to the rest of the group. Mm. Uh, so that one's really fun. And some of the kids that I have that, you know, are inclined to rap, they'll freestyle. Oh, so I'll give yeah. them their five cards and they have to freestyle with their five cards as ridiculous <laughs> as the cards might be. But it gets them thinking, it gets them working in a completely different way from than right. they ever would. So that if you can work with complete nonsense Random words, thing. then you can work with words that are actually going to be meaningful to you. Uh-huh. You know, that's the whole idea uh-huh. behind it that like, uh-huh. now you actually want to write for yourself. Hey, this could be a coping skill you didn't know you had. Um, so that's right. one of the games. Uh, I have another one called Encore where um, it's like the way that they always say it. it's like the riff off from Pitch Perfect in that uh, you get a word and you have to come up with songs that have the word in it and sing mm. the line that it has. Mm-hmm. So if I were to pull the word sun, you could say, oh, uh, here comes the sun. Do, 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 do. Here comes the sun. Um, or you would sing, oh, you are my sunshine, my only sun. Uh-huh. But that's the thing. They have to sing the line. So that's uh-huh. where they always get caught. It's just like, oh, wait. I know a song. Wait, I have to sing it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it gets them like thinking, but also working with peers when they're just like, oh, there's this one song. What is it? What's the line? Can you remember? Can you sing it? Um, and, you know, it will briefly get them singing as well if they're daring enough. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. So some, I've got... some may like, be hesitant to sing. Oh, Because yeah. voice is so oh, vulnerable, yeah. right? Mm-hmm, definitely. And, you know, of course, I will let the kid, like the kid that I know would never sing. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let you sli- slide by with the mm-hmm. like 
You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. <laughs> you make me happy when skies are gray. Okay, good, 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 good. But, you know, even that is, you know, that takes self-confidence. That takes, and that is an opportunity for them to build their self-esteem. Yeah. You know, because that's, that's what I'm really caring about. Yeah. It's not Wonderful. about, like, whether or not you can actually sing a song correctly for me, mm-hmm. you know? I think that's the biggest difference because uh, I think when you share those, like, uh, music game from the outsider mm-hmm. view, it was like, yeah. yeah, you just play the game. Like, what's the difference exactly. in a, I don't know, class, like music teacher or something? Yeah, else, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. What would you exactly. say? Exactly, and that's, that's the biggest, yeah. that's a big thing to have to, like, advocate for, too, uh-huh. right? Is, like, when you see us work, it may look like anybody else can do it. However, you don't see us writing our notes afterwards Mm -hmm. that then say what we did, what they did, and how we worked on it together. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. We we set up the goals and the objectives and Mm -hmm. also measure the progress. Mm -hmm. I think that's what people don't see. And I always always say, like, when work, you see, like, uh, when I work, like, uh, when people ask me, okay, like, you know, what's music therapy? Like, um, mm-hmm. a, a very brief way is like, okay, you see, I'm effortless, looks like I'm effortlessly <laughs> just playing music, having fun mm-hmm. with people. But yeah. at the back of my mind, hell, that's, if you take my brain out, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's, theory, there's all this other stuff going on back here. I a lot of stuff, like theory, like observation, mm-hmm. like behavioral assessment, like taking notes and like mm-hmm. all those calculations, like, yeah, that's oh, yeah. <laughs> How many opportunities has this kid had to be able to uh, bring up their self-esteem? How many opportunities has this kid taken advantage of those? Uh, how many times has that kid walked out the door and why? <laughs> you know, like all of those, all and, of those, all of and, and with this intervention, the music intervention I put in, does it improve? Does there yeah. so certain mm-hmm. specific behavioral improve? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. All the time. All the time. I wish you could have a, uh, I, now I'm thinking like, because uh, I saw uh, a while ago, there was a uh, visual, a photo of um, mm-hmm. a therapist brain. Mm-hmm. I think we could, we should um, create a, a visual representation of like, meet a therapist brain. What is, what is inside, like in slides or something? We totally should. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think we should we could find a know, uh, art therapist who can draw. Yeah, them. right. Let's partner up. <laughs> so yeah, you you take care. Um, okay, what's okay? I think we talk about acute and daycare, and mm-hmm. what's the residential um, unit looks like. So residential. Um, they're a little more complicated for many reasons. Um, Cause like I said, they are like anywhere from six to 12 months stay. Yeah. There long. are seven different units. Um, wow. So they are very, very split up. So with they, we list them with the phonetic alphabet. So alpha unit is the youngest boys. Mm. Bravo um, are like, Bravo and Delta are the two oldest boys, but it's Alpha Bravo. Charlie is the younger girls. Mm-hmm. Delta is like the other side of Bravo. It's the older boys. Mm-hmm. Um, Echo is um, a unit specifically for um, typically court ordered, but not all the time. 
Um, so that's that's where they are. Uh, Echo Fox is the older girls. And Gamma tends to be the kind of like in the middle mm. boys that are a little too old to be on Alpha and a little too young to be on Delta or Bravo. Mm-hmm. So all of these units um, on each of them, I think the biggest unit has 16 and the smallest unit has 10, I think, eight or 10. Um, so kind of in there, in that group range. Mm-hmm. And with them, I do actually try to keep the programming the same between the units provided that I think it'll be beneficial all the way through. Mm. However, with them, I'm only seeing them because I, so I am in a department with um, three other recreation therapists Mm -hmm. and rec therapy and music therapy on residential switch every week. So we, we take turns, we alternate to make sure that the kids can get both and we see them only once a week. So I only get, we only, each of the, each of us only gets to see them every other week. So if I saw them this week, they see rec therapy next week. And Mm -hmm. then they see music therapy the week after that. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're a little more complicated and it's only for half an hour at a time. It's not a 50 minute group. Wait, five an hour. Do you see like each unit separately or they're all together? All separately. Mm Mm-hmm. So my schedule is like, I might see Alpha and then Bravo back to back and then have a little break and then I'll see Delta and Gamma. And then the next day I might see Fox, um, Echo and Charlie. Um, It's just how it's split up because their schedules are ridiculous to look at, honestly. Complicated. (laughs) Yeah, they're very complicated. They like have full schedule back to back. They do. Their schedules are completely packed because, you know, they... They, they wake up in the morning and, you know, sometimes they'll have interventions right there when they wake up, like a goals group for how they want to do for the rest of the day. Like, and right then there? they go to school right there. Yeah. yeah. So they might wake up, do their morning breakfast routine and then have a group and then go to school, have school for, you know, until 3 p.m. Um, and then so, come back to their units uh-huh. and then have group group dinner, maybe some free time um maybe time for like phone calls and showers at the end of the day and then uh you're going to bed so their okay, days so, are so full so they stay there but they go to regular school during the day yes we have a uh-huh. school that is within the facility itself so we've ah, got teachers okay. and everything and a principal okay, mm-hmm. okay. wow yeah that's pretty residential intense. schedules are intense so like so then it's half an hour what what are you gonna mm-hmm work with them is it the goal different or the same like with, with them I tend to veer more towards the descript the distraction sort of stuff instead of the like trying to get into the meat of how they're using music in their lives uh-huh. but just because I see them for so little time every right. other week right um you know like with some group like with Fox in particular the older girls sometimes I actually have the ability to kind of dig a little bit more with them and they enjoy that sort of kind of like deeper analysis of their own music and that sort mm-hmm, of thing mm-hmm. but with a group like alpha which is all you know 10-ish year old yeah. boys like they're just kind of like can we just can we just play can we, can we play freeze dance yes we can play freeze dance you know like it's really much more of just kind of like what can we do to just kind of liven up and have some sort of distraction from your day that is so packed with stuff all the time mm-hmm. <laughs> they can relax have exactly you know, yeah have some fun Mm -hmm. Uh see and at that point it's more of just like can i just get you engaged in something different in your day (laughs) you know because it is sometimes i'll walk into a unit what do you mean we have another group we just had a group okay but this Uh, is a different group okay you know (laughs) 
It really just depends. Because it's already intense. Probably, uh, what what are other therapy they going through in the resident program? Um, so the there, so they have individual therapists that will come in and do therapy groups throughout the day with them. Yeah. Um, and then the techs. Uh, remember, I said like uh, the techs are, with, are the ones that are with them all day long. They'll do um like psych ed groups where they might do something all about like hey like. Let's look at this one coping skill. Like, does it actually、mm. help you? Or let's look at something like addiction. Let's talk about that.、Um, so it really is like someone is probably talking about something therapeutic all day long when they're not in school. So it is a long day for them. So yeah, sometimes I like to go in and be like, "Hey, you guys want to sing for half an hour? Let's go." <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh huh. So that you point out the yeah when. Uh, as a therapist working this type of mental health facility is really like looking at the entire environment the client are in and what、yeah. they actually need at that moment,、mm-hmm. and then create the the program, the intervention for them. Exactly.、Uh-huh. So how like what's your daily life look like? Because you are in all those three units. That's、mm-hmm. a lot of kids and a lot of different needs. To、mm-hmm. to meet and what's your you know how many sessions are you doing every week? <laughs> well, your- so it depends. <laughs> um, so if it's a、uh, if it's a, a residential week, I will have probably st- still like four to five sessions a day. Um, because remember the residential ones are shorter, so they're only half an hour.、Mm-hmm. Um, so four to five half an hour. Yeah.、Session. Um. But I I won't just do that. Like I might do four um residential and then like do one of the groups on acute, for example. Mm-hmm. Um. But if it's not a rec um yeah if it's not a residential week, I will probably do three maybe four sessions in a day. Um. Because I'll be mostly between acute and the day program PHP. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How do you coordinate all these? And with because you know there's a huge team of people、mm-hmm. to take care of them. How do you coordinate in terms of、uh, you know working with different professionals and as a team? Well, so we have a massive master schedule that we came up with. So when I actually started at the hospital,、uh-huh. acute only used to be sixteen beds. So oh, only had sixteen kids. Oh, you doubled now. Yes,、uh, we are double, and we actually have the capacity for forty, so we could go up even more. <laughs> we're good though; we, we're okay right now. We're fine. Thank you. <laughs> But so when we made the when we completed the expansion, we said like, oh wait, we have to sit down and come up with a new schedule because we don't、mm-hmm. just have two day rooms worth of kids anymore. We have four, so we、mm-hmm. really need to figure it out. So we came up with a. Massive master schedule for everybody, which especially on acute means like okay, let's make sure that、um, treatment teams get done, that rec music, rec and music therapy get to go in, that they have another therapy group with like their their、uh, individual therapists,、um, that there's enough time for、um, the psychiatrist to see them throughout the day. So we we came up with a big master schedule, so we know like hey,、um, rec or music therapy, you guys are gonna. See somebody at nine a.m. at one p.m. at two p.m. at three p.m. Like we know, it's just a matter of like, oh hey, who is there? Because um, it's two of us、uh, Sunday to Wednesday and two of us、uh, Wednesday to Saturday, so the front half and back half of the week.、Uh-huh. Um, 
So it's merely a matter of just like, okay, which one of us is doing which of those groups on a particular day? So we have the big master schedule. And then just in our department, we have our own little schedule. Like, okay, you take that one. You take this one. You take that one. I take this one. <laughs> see, so it was see. a lot. <laughs> see, Do you ever get all together and have those group meetings to debrief the progress or any particular cases need to pay attention to? Within my department, we do um, with just, so it's just me, like I said, me and three other rec therapists. Uh-huh. Um, as a huge group, we don't, we just, we just can't, honestly. And it's one of the things that I think like, man, I really wish we could have that, but we just can't. There's too many. There's too many people. To all coordinate together. Yeah, exactly. And then you need someone actually at the floor doing the Exa- Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, oh, wait, who's watching? If we're all here, who's watching the kids? Hang on. <laughs> Oof. Wow. Mm-hmm. How, how many people? Like, how many staff members? <laughs> if you know. <laughs> oh, I have no idea. Um, just on acute alone, there's got to be at least 20 techs. Okay. With Very space intense. for, like, 30 more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Because, yeah, because, you know, so especially with the tech schedule, you know, they're the ones that are there 24 seven for the kids. Yeah. So there's a morning shift from 7am to 3pm. There's an uh, evening shift from 3pm to 11pm. And then there's an overnight from 11pm to 7am. So there has to be, you know, a certain number of techs at all hours Mm -hmm, to be mm -hmm. able to cover, you know, for the numbers that we have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, there are overnights. I'm sure I will never meet because, you know, yeah, yeah. You're not there when I'm there. <laughs> so usually like nine to five is that mm-hmm. work schedule. Uh-huh. So what actually brought you into music therapy? What made you interested in becoming a music so therapist? So when I so I was I was always into music, my whole life into music. Um when I graduated from high school and was going to college. Um, everyone thought it was really funny that I thought I was going to stay away from music because hmm. I, in theory, wanted to major in foreign languages. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I got to my university of choice, I found out that I could only major because I wanted to major in um, something very like Arabic or Italian or something. Oh, um, but when I got to my university, I found out that I could only major in French or Spanish. Oh. I uh, am not a fan of French and I am a native speaker of Spanish. So I really didn't want to major in the thing that I spoke my whole life. Um, so instead I was like, well, I guess I have to switch. And the entire time I felt music just kind of like, hey, when you, Poking when you come you. back, when you come back, just, Poking. Oh, okay, fine. So I went back to music, but I actually, um, my, my saddest part about my story is that I found out about music therapy pretty late. I didn't know that it existed until sophomore or junior year of undergrad. Mm -hmm. And at that, by that point, I won't let, they didn't have it. They didn't have it at my school. Um, Mm -hmm. It wasn't that I had it at my university, but at that point I was like, I'm not gonna, you know, switch schools because I'm this far in my own program. So what I did was I just did a double major. Uh Yeah. I just did a double major in music and psychology as a like, this is probably enough classes to take me over there without me switching universities my right. junior year of undergrad. Right. So <laughs> that's what I ended up having. So I graduated music and psychology, and then uh-huh. I I did an equivalency program. 
Uh-huh. Um, so it only took me two and a half years um, uh-huh. instead of, you know, a whole new bachelor's or anything like that. Uh-huh. Um, so I was able to get in there, get just the music therapy side of things. I only needed like one or two more um, like extra things that the program didn't have. And then um, graduated from that. And I have a super strong passion for research. So as soon as I was done with um, the graduate program, I actually just continued right on and I did my master's in music therapy because it gave me the opportunity to um, do my thesis under like my like my main like mentoring professor. And um, I just knew that I wanted to be able to do research with him because I was just I I knew I was uh, I was sold. I was like, yep, you I want to research with. Let's go. Come on. So it was it was amazing to be able to do that. So you were like, you finished your dual major and then equivalency was like two year and a half. Mm-hmm. And then you, you went straight into the master. Mm-hmm. That's and then two, the two master's, there's a couple of overlapping classes between the graduate program and my master's. So it was another two years, but I didn't have mm-hmm. to take as many credits as everybody else yeah, did. Yeah, it makes sense. So that was really nice too. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, if I had waited, those classes would have expired. So I was like, uh, no, we're just going to keep take those <laughs> classes and keep going. Like, come on. I see. So yeah. what was the research area you were interested? Um, so, I mean, where I work really is my passion. Um, I've always known that I really love working with adolescents. I've always known that I really loved uh, always mental know. health. Always. Yeah. Know. Always. Always. From, always. Always. From. Probably from what I found out about music therapy, honestly. Ah, I see. Um, Because, you know, like we always, like when we first find out about it, we tend to find out about it with like elderly populations. Um, And that was just not where my heart was at all. But I was kind of like, I mean, you know, who else can you work with? And as soon as Mm -hmm. I found out like, oh, mental health, sold. Mm -hmm. Wait, Mm -hmm. mental health with adolescents? Absolutely Mm. so. Like that's just, no. because at the time from, yeah, all throughout undergrad, I, I taught private lessons. Uh-huh. So that was a, a, a population that I was already really familiar right. with and really loved. Right. Um, so, um, yeah. So my uh, thesis ended up being in looking at uh, what that population likes to listen to for relaxation exercises. Because what I found was that a lot of the music therapy research that we have is pretty much only exclusively about adults for relaxation most and what i found was um yeah teens hate that teens Uh. absolutely hate what adults want to listen to for relaxation. (laughs) (laughs) it made some of them more anxious honestly (laughs) if i were to play something that was like you know very soft even no beat no lyrics. I would have a kid like shaking her leg and be like, can we, can we change this? But like this, I can't do this. Can we change this? And I was like, oh no, like there's a, there's a gap here. That's really important to address. Uh-huh. Um, so I had like little small groups, um, that I would take out and we would just, you know, I would just be like, Hey, I would just pose a question. So what would you guys want to listen to if you wanted to relax? And it was super fascinating because I had the, you know, um, I had the raw data of the songs that they picked, but I also had the extra layer of like how they were able to come to that conclusion as a group Hmm. and like the group dynamic of like, Oh, what would we listen to and why? Hmm. And I had, I had one group in particular where like a kid tried to throw in a song to mess with everybody in the group. And that was like, as a researcher, I was both in, I was both like thrilled and infuriated because I was like, (laughs) you make, a kid walk out on me. I swear. 
but at the same time that was data that we didn't really have right you know like (laughs) if we're looking at all individuals and we're looking at all adults you're not going to have the data of like hey so one kid was going to make the other kid mad in your group and maybe (laughs) the thing the great idea that you had won't work not because of what you brought in but because one kid made the other kid mad you know (laughs) that's you should be ready for it <laughs> it yeah. really happened i think in adults oh, yeah. probably people are more mm-hmm. okay and to be polite or i'm not gonna do it but teenager no nah, they don't, don't care. care they don't care that actually <laughs> one of those uh because i had in the end i think i had four four or five um little research groups that I got to hold Mm -hmm. with different kids one of those was the one where I had a girl be like oh I I really want to listen to this one song to relax that I think everybody's gonna like but I only know what the album cover looks like (laughs) it was one it was one of those it was one of those so I I got to write about that in my research of like I also had to look up a song on you know that no one knew what it was called (laughs) I think it had like a kite on the cover or something (laughs) did you ever and we found it it. we found it yeah how how I don't even remember. Like it was just like I was like, okay, so I think she was like, I think there's a forest with maybe a kite on. It. I was like, all right, fine. Album covers with this, and we just <laughs> searched until we found it. But wow, that was another thing that I got to put in my research. Which you know, I think if I were to do that right. research study again now, it would be uh, We would have a lot more of like, uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's on Spotify. Right. So, what's the name of your research? I think if we can put into the. Uh, script of the oh the podcast. it's a very long title it Maybe. was um it's a it's a question first so relax to the rules question mm. mark um a mixed methods approach um to adolescence in mental health settings um and relaxation it's something like that mm-hmm. and you can send me later we can yeah, yeah. check the title i will put into the description and oh, so okay, people <laughs> who are interested can can go listen it's because i feel, yeah yeah i feel generally also like for example in china now just generally like with mental health field uh not just music therapy but in general mm-hmm. mental health field there's uh much less research specifically for uh adolescent as well and, and yeah. the, the challenge we face is totally different yeah in absolutely very, very specific mm-hmm. developmental stage yeah exactly yeah. and I honestly, I totally get why, um, you know, like I was the only one from my cohort, uh, that did something with that, mm-hmm. with an under 18 population. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of extra hoops that I had to go through with the IRB to be able to get approved. And then on top of that, you know, I also had to obtain parental approval, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm not sitting there for every single kid that gets admitted because you know, we might have a kid admit at three in the morning, oh, yeah. you know? So I had to rely purely on admissions to be able to recruit for me. I also had to be able to make sure that it was parents that could approve because I, 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 I had my heart broken because I actually had a girl specifically request to do it, but she was in the custody of the state. So I couldn't approve her because the IRB did not let me take kids that were not in parental custody. Mm. So there's even like an extra layer of like, oh, there's so many more kids that I could have taken That's had true. I not had all these other extra layers, you know? So like, oh, there's so much more that I could have even gleaned, but I totally understand why, like, you know, it's absolutely for their protection mm. for sure. But yeah, there's even more out there that we could be learning That's if right. we have the right researchers that are willing to go mm-hmm. through those hurdles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And you said that it start all start from like you recognize, uh, you play the typical relaxation music that、mm -hmm. the adults like, but the yeah teenager like ah、uh, yeah I can't take it. What、mm -hmm. what so what kind of music then you find was suitable for the teenager? So I have I actually have a whole therapy session on this. Um,、oh. this is one of my more involved ones, but.、Uh -huh. It's actually it's what I call "Relax to the Rules." That's where I got the title for my、uh -huh. thesis from. But boy, how I set it up is okay. We're gonna listen to six songs. The first one is gonna be what you want, what you're supposed to listen to to relax.、Um, and it's <laughs> honestly, it's usually probably like Canon and D. <laughs> what is it's it? It's usually like something classical, something、okay. very slow, something with no words, no beat,、uh -huh. um, or like Claire de Lune. That's another popular、oh, okay. one that I've used. Okay, so it might be that. Um, and then I'll have them like vote for themselves. Like, is this is this relaxing or discuss it? You know, like is this relaxing? And then the second song that I might play may be just like a、uh, Pachelbel's Canon, but maybe there's a beat over it.、Mm. So they might be. So some of them might start to be like, oh, okay. Well, like I like that there's a beat, but where are the words? Where where are the words at? So the third song I might play might be.、Um, Something that they still don't know what it is necessarily, or but it might be an instrumental of something that does have words.、Mm. And then, oh, I know this song. Oh wait, but their words are supposed to go here. Where are they? The next song I might play at that point because we're at the fourth song, right?、Yeah. I, at that point, I might play something like "Oceanized" by Billie Eilish, which、uh -huh. is like a very soft, ethereal、uh -huh. song, but it has words and、uh -huh. it has a beat that you can cling to a little bit. Yeah, and then they start getting into like. Oh yeah, no, I would totally relax to this. Like, there's words. I I can listen to the words, and then there's a beat. I can listen to the beat. Oh, okay. But then I start to go further off the rails, and the next song I might play might be a song by Imagine Dragons,、mm -hmm. where a couple more of them might be like, oh yeah, this actually has more instruments. This has more that I can cling to to be、mm -hmm. able to get me to relax.、Mm -hmm. And then the last one might be a screaming metal song, where my metalheads will be like, oh yeah, this is what I relax to, and everyone else in the room is like, ah. <laughs> But you know, I take them through this whole journey of like, hey, that first song—that's what research says you're supposed to like—and they're all like, "Ew, says who?" <laughs> and I just like, "Uh huh, I know. That's why I did my thesis on you guys." <laughs> oh man! Yeah, it's great. Their reactions are just priceless every time. So did you like when you make those music? It's like pre-recorded, right? You you、yeah. take out certain parts and. Yep, I have like little playlists that I create. I'm just like,、hmm, we're gonna do this one today, this one, this one, this one. This one. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> and this, you know, what you just described,、um, perfectly answer the question I always get. I think you always get probably too. You know, I always get with people asking, "Hey, Charbo, he's seeing you. You know, we." Uh, could you recommend me some relaxing music? All and, the time. To, All the time. <laughs> we want to play in the class, or sometimes we want to play in the restaurant, or oh, I just、oh、want、God. to listen to it and relax. All the time. Like, um, no, no, I cannot. <laughs> you can though. You just don't know that you can. <laughs> oh yeah,、uh, all the time. And I think recently, I uh. It just last week, like I got asked again with another musician. Actually, who's a musician,、mm -hmm. and and she's like, "I'm a musician, 
you know, but I'm not a music therapist. So my friend is asking me, you know, can you recommend some relaxing music for <laughs> his, you know, school like kids? Yeah, I'm like, okay, <laughs> try to answer. I'm like, um, so to really, really briefly to answer that question, I was like, okay, if he just wanna. The friend just wanted some relaxing music. You know, he can go online and search. Yeah, for music, honestly, that he feel relaxed too.、Mm-hmm. Um, and but if you want to go, let the Spotify algorithm tell you. But if you need like very specific, like purposefully, you、mm-hmm. know, it's like you want to ask a music therapist, like from music therapy perspective, to kind of provide. Those suggestion, I'm like I can't.、Mm-mm. Only when I meet the people、yeah. you're gonna work with, and I, I need, need to, to know you. I need to know what you like. Yeah, I need to、yeah. assess. You. Like I need to know way more than like, hey, I want I want to relax, and I'm you know, I'm twenty.、Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it means nothing to me, but yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It it will honestly it would be as good as go tell the Spotify algorithm to find something for you. <laughs> you know, I would be no more effective than that. <laughs> that's that's where I find like it's the hardest to let people know, like help people、mm-hmm. understand the layers. Yeah, in this, yeah. for sure, I agree. Yeah. yeah, how do you? I think the what you just describe is actually a clip we can like. I think that's that way. <laughs> When someone asks question, I will just say, "Hey, listen to this. You know, yeah, this research shows. You know, that's how can you the the most extreme version? Some people would feel so relaxed listen to、mm-hmm. metal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I have、oh. I have a very I have a nice little click um in the day program of like three or four kids that always like hang out together. They're like true genuine like metalheads that like will always request like, can you can you play this one song? Is it metal? <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't care. I don't mind." Yeah, it is. But you know, like, and the rest of the room will be like, "How do you listen to this?" And they're all just <laughs> like, you can just see how like they just relax in the moment. I'm just like, oh, yes, this is what I needed. And it's like, I could never possibly tell anybody else, "Oh yeah, you're gonna listen to that and you're gonna feel great."、Right. <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs> and the point that when you talk about you know sound when you play the third or fourth song. And、mm-hmm. some teenager、yeah. will feel like, oh yeah, I love the beats. Oh, I love the、yeah. instrument. That's what I need to cling、mm-hmm. to or relate、yes. to or regulate myself to.、Mm-hmm. While for some of the people,、uh, you know, like right now, there are so many、uh, kind of a sound meditation, like with people、mm-hmm. playing singing ball or crystal ball, and, and yeah, just play、mm-hmm. those. And I see. Like the sound the, bath stuff. Yeah, yeah, sound yeah. bath. I think the U.S. also. I see here like, where I'm in Shanghai now. There's a lot of、uh, adults love that,、mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. but like mostly it, they th- there's not much like a musical arrangement or compositional、yeah. idea behind it. Um, and for some people, they will go and then they whoo immediately fall asleep and start to、mm-hmm. like sneeze. Like, Yeah, snoring,、mm-hmm. and for some、yeah. other people, it's like, ah,、oh, this like annoying sound. Yeah, and but I think when they do like those marketing and it has made they're not going deep 
like that no. deep into that level.、Mm-hmm. They're just like, yeah, this is relaxing music for everyone. And it's、like, the most appealing for the most people. We swear. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> I think that's where it gets into the public's mindset. Like you know, that's that's、uh, one of the reasons maybe we get you know, like hey,、mm-hmm. like, can you recommend me some relaxing、yeah. music? But like, no, it's not a one pill, not a one size for, fits all. Yeah, one pill. <laughs> like people want a one pill, just boom, yeah,、like、magic、mm-hmm. one, boom, it works. But unfortunately, it's not <laughs> that. No, it's not. <laughs> Even for and let alone for groups of people, yep. yep. You know, which is who who I primarily work with. Like, I might play one song, and half the group is like, "Yeah, I, I could try this out." The other half of the group is like, "No, this is this is exactly what I need all the time." Then the very、mm-hmm. next song, you know, they could flip flop, or、mm-hmm. none of them might like it, and I might be like, "Oh, I, I thought it was relaxing. I'm sorry." You know, <laughs> I don't know. And that's where you like. That's where I think in musicology we need a therapist to be there to、mm-hmm. evaluate the situation and, yes. and make decision. Okay, let's change. Let's、yep. do something and let's or pivot or,、mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. It's the it's the music therapist's purpose is to kind of you know scan scan the group, see where they're at, see where like even especially especially the ones you know there's gonna be. Individuals in group that might never say a word. Yeah, you know they may never say a single thing, but you have to be able to read them and see like you're looking kind of agitated. I、mm-hmm. think I'm gonna switch this a little sooner than maybe I thought I would. Or you know what? You actually look like you're finally like relaxing for the first time today.、Mm-hmm. Let me leave this on for a little bit longer than maybe I would have before. Yeah, and these are very very subtle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That made me remember.、Uh, that just remind me of like when I worked with, uh, uh, you know,、uh, Alzheimer, like、uh, patients with you know Alzheimer disease, and、mm-hmm. when in the later stage we have to, they cannot, they cannot verbal, verbally tell、yeah. anything. Maybe、mm-hmm. they only can do is like rolling their eyeballs. Yeah, little, little, very tiny like facial, facial expression, like microfix. Facial expression, or maybe they just move their one finger. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. And these are the signs we need to take in and making, you know, to get the assessment and then、mm-hmm. make a sound decision of okay, what we gonna do next? This, yeah. This music, that music, play this, or yeah. Yeah. Back in my internship, very briefly, I because、um, I was in a private practice. Um, they had a couple of hospice patients, so I like once a week、mm-hmm. um, would go and you know see what it was like with hospice.、Um, it was very very tough. But at the end of my placement there, my supervisor asked, she was like, you know, like, what do you feel like is the number one thing that you've learned here? And、mm-hmm. I was like, I need to preface this. This is gonna sound very like artsy and very deep, but I mean it very literally. And she was like, okay. And I was like, <laughs> every breath matters. Oh, she was、yeah. like, "Oh yeah, that does sound deep." I was like, "No, no, no, no." I mean, I have never looked at somebody so intently and how they breathe in my life. <laughs> But on hospice, sometimes、yeah. that is the only thing you have, right? You know, like you can only look at breath, and that is the only thing that you're going to get back, and that's what you roll with. And she was like, "Oh, oh wow, you yeah, you really didn't mean it literally. <laughs> you meant it literally." I was like, "I did. I really did." Every breath matters. It's a. 
Oh, oh man, yeah, I love that. Yeah, that Mimi. Uh, was it Mimi? Mimi, like uh, uh, new therapy Mimi. Oh yeah, the meme. <laughs> Every breath matters. Oh no, that's that's deep. No, no, no. I I mean, I'm staring at this machine right now. <laughs> Then every if you have the, uh, the life support machine on, right? Look at the, yeah the heart rates. Yeah, exactly. The oxygen rates. Every percentage matters. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. From NICU to hospice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um. So, would you like to? Okay, I'm thinking. Oh, there's another thing you do. Yeah. Despite all those, um, <laughs> the mute therapy, nine to five, daily mm-hmm. life, you also, I think you love play video games. I do. You are trying to um, bring video game live stream with mm-hmm. like talking about mute therapy experience, and you want to bring more like guided relaxing, guided relaxation experiences to more people. Yeah. How does that work? <laughs> so I stream on Twitch. Uh, my handle is Songs of Healing because of course it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I, I primarily play video games while I'm there. Um, but I explain for every stream that I'm also there to kind of, you know, give people like little snippets of what music therapy actually is like, because a lot of people don't even know what it is. Because I, I mentioned in my description, like, I'm a board certified music therapist. I'm uh-huh. here on Twitch. Um, I'm not the only one. There's, I think, three of us that stream. But the oh. other ones that I know of don't. They don't talk about their work at all. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so I want it. To, I want my space to be one in which, like, I do talk about my work. If anybody has questions about it, so that I can really let them know. But I also, kind of in in conjunction with my thesis work, I realized that I also just kind of wanted to make um, relaxation experiences accessible. Mm-hmm. because there's just this very deep misconception that like if you're gonna meditate like you gotta be in a quiet room you gotta be in the dark you gotta be th- like yes there's also- and so I was he- I, I literally like I ended up streaming because I was tired of go I would always go through the mental health and the mindfulness tags on twitch which are two ways that you can tag your live streams yeah um and it was always something called ASMR, oh, which yes. are like very auditory mm-hmm. stream. Like that's all you would ever find there. And mm-hmm. I was sick of it. So I said, you know what? I'm going to be someone that's not doing that in this. <laughs> <laughs> so I started streaming and what I basically, you know, set out to do and do is I explained that like, Hey, um, I have something that you can redeem where, um, we have a tiny little meditation session and a lot, a lot of people that do come in and see that they're like, but that's like a whole involved. No, it's absolutely not a whole involved thing. I might teach you box breathing, which is where you um, breathe to a certain count. Mm-hmm. That's it. Congratulations. You just meditated. <laughs> you know, like something is like I do like very bite sized little moments where people can see like, oh, it doesn't have to be this big production that I schedule in my day. Yeah. Like, I can just be mindful of how I'm breathing for literally 10 seconds. Right. And it might change how you feel for the rest of the day. Uh-huh. So 
but I do that all in the context of like, you know, most of the video games that I play on the channel are pretty chill. I don't tend to play like high octane things, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. except for right now I am playing something that's a little more intense because it's music themed because I had to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, yeah, and sometimes I uh, what I have sitting in front of me um, is called an idiopan. It is uh-huh. a steel tongue drum. Uh, it sounds like this. Would you like to open the, the original sound? Yeah, that will sound better on Zoom. Yay. There we go. Um, and sometimes I'll just play that for two minutes. Like, hey, um, I'm going to take a two-minute break. Uh, I'm just going to play this. You can do whatever. You can leave. You can get a snack. You can sit and listen. Whatever you <laughs> want. But I want whatever you do to do it purposefully. Uh-huh. And then we'll get to the end of the two minutes, and my entire chat will be like, Oh, wow. Like, I didn't realize I needed that. Wait, that was meditating? How was that? Oh, okay. Wait a minute. This is easy. (laughs) Ta-da. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Unexpected place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, really, it is. Well, that's how music therapy started. Like, at the beginning, I think, in the U.S., right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Before the World War II, like, people would think music just entertainment play on stage yeah but then world war ii and then a lot of them move into a lot of other population in the <laughs> hospital um into nursing home children with special mm-hmm. needs it was bringing music into those unexpected places. yeah exactly. and you are bringing one more step yeah. further <laughs> people call me watch video game and then boom. yeah exactly <laughs> i'm like what what is this drum thing that you that you keep talking about oh well let me show you So uh, you record, like, is it all the live stream recorded? People can still go back and listen to it, or it's only live streaming? Um, they expire okay. um, after a certain amount of time, but I do have clips of, like, what is the drum? What does mm-hmm. it sound like? That, that'll that always stick around, so, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So uh, in addition to, like, oh, my God, this is, you know, this, I just meditated. Like, what, yeah. did, what do you think, like, if you know, like, people would do? afterwards or it does it inspire them to do some exploration like further exploration i don't necessarily know for uh-huh. all of them uh-huh. i do have some that you know because like some of the ones that'll pop up in chat like i'm actual friends with and like they'll, me- they'll message throughout uh-huh, the day uh-huh, uh-huh. and some of them may message me and be like i really need a drum right now and i'm just like, <laughs> like do you need me to like clip you one and send it to you like what's your deal and they're like no i just you did it earlier and it felt so nice and i just i'm, I'm thinking about it oh that's well that's really good i'm glad that you know it's on your mind hey guess what you can do that at any time Yay. you know <laughs> yeah wow that's a very fun way yeah <laughs> okay if you want to <laughs> experience that if um, <laughs> you can go find uh her on the twitch songs mm-hmm. of healing yep that's me all right um so i think i think i have a last question is sure. we have talked a lot like about advocacy so uh, we talk about the question that we always get what is maybe another question we haven't touched upon but you always get like people ask you as a therapist that you just constantly getting it this question and you wanted people um to 
to understand? Um, yeah, I think the biggest one um, will be, it tends to be like, okay, but like, well, am, I, am I a music therapist? Like I listen to music from, from my, I know what I listen to. Like I li music is my therapy. Am I a music therapist? Like what? Yeah. Like why am I not a music therapist? <laughs> I think that's definitely the one that gets me the most. Uh-huh. Um, because, you know, I think that it's very easily understood and manageable knowledge that like music by itself is can be but mm -hmm. is therapeutic yeah right but the added layer of like okay well then why am i not my own music therapist <laughs> well that would be because you don't have the awareness outside of yourself to be your own <laughs> therapist first of all but, you know, like, it's it's the, we like, what I, you know, what I think that we have to be careful with advocating for is that, like, yes, music in and of itself is therapeutic. However, the added layer of being in a relationship with another person along that journey in therapy is what makes it as powerful as it is. Like, I may have entire sessions where we do nothing but just hit next next mm -hmm. next where the kid just you know i have an individual session that i've had um you know where the kid just wanted to listen to songs that's it but it was the fact that this kid that on day one had to sit all the way across the room from me to do that mm. that now was completely content sitting right next to me sitting right next to my speaker and just you know hitting next it's that was only possible through the relationship that we had Mm-hmm. It's not his relationship with the music that did that. <laughs> and it's certainly not, oh, well, I just, I, I like what I listen to, so uh, you know, I'm my therapist. <laughs> it's definitely not that either. <laughs> it's that triangle, the mm -hmm. clients, the therapist, the music, and three, mm -hmm. three exactly. in one. <laughs> exactly. Thank you if so much. If you're missing much. one of those, you just have a line. <laughs> yay. Yay. <laughs> so thank you for, so much. Uh, of course. For coming today. Me. Really having fun. And yeah, and I can see that when you describe all those, uh, um, uh, the research you did, the interaction you have with your clients, even like on those different units, I can like mm -hmm. clearly see it in my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And thank you, and yeah, hope we can have you uh, on the um, podcast uh, maybe in a couple months or half a sure, year. Sure, yeah. And if the audience have any question, um, can leave the comments uh, underneath the podcast, and I will check it out. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.